guys, it's your girl, Ashley Kirkwood with the Speak Your Way to Cash podcast, where we teach you how to start at the top of the speaking market instead of working your way up from the bottom. During this show, you will hear solo episodes from me, where I'll show you how I have landed and negotiated five and six figure speaking contracts and licensing deals. You'll also hear from our amazing guests who have grown enormous speaking businesses by utilizing sales and marketing principles that work. If you want to grow your speaking business, listen to this podcast. And then afterwards, head on over to ashleynicolekirkwood.shop and grab my book, Speak Your Way to Cash, How to Start at the Top of the Speaking Market Instead of working your way up from the bottom. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Hey, y'all. What's up to the Speak Your Ready Cash family? It's Ashley Kirkwood back again with another podcast episode. But this time, guys, I am actually going to let you listen in to a live video that I recorded. Now, if you're listening to this live video on the podcast and you're like, oh, I want to join your next live. I want to ask you questions. I want to be able to get feedback about my business. Then you have to follow me on Instagram at The Ashley Nicole Show and make sure you're following the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook page, all right? Make sure you're following the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook page because that's where I go live. I also sometimes go live in the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group, but enough about that. Even though you may have missed it live, you're about to hear it again. So listen into this live episode and let me know what you think. You can always send me an email to ashley at speakyourwaytocash.com. Let's listen in. Hello, 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 everyone who's joining this discussion, joining this live. My name is Ashley Kirkwood. I am the founder of Speak Your Way to Cash, as well as a company called Mobile General Counsel. In my capacity as founder of Speak Your Way to Cash, I coach speakers, teaching them how to land paid speaking engagements. As an attorney at Mobile General Counsel, we negotiate on behalf of our clients to help them land large contracts. So in that capacity, we put together the contract, negotiate it, and then we write it. So that is me. That is what I do. And I'm also the um, the producer, if you will, of an event called Speak Your Way to Cash Live, which is coming up in November. That's the event where I'm going to be coaching you for three days to learn all there is to know about how to land corporate contracts or what I can teach in three days, rather, because it's a lot. It's a lot. And my pre-sales for my book, Speak Your Way to Cash, actually just got started so you can go to ashleynicolekirkwood.shop or the link in my Instagram bio to pop or pre-order rather my book. So let's get into the topic. Today's topic is three traits of an audience that has money. Three traits of an audience that has money. And one of the, the discussions or the topics that we're going to be talking about at Speaker Ready Cash Live and one of the topics that I cover in my book is just that, choosing your audience. Let me see what chapter it is. It's choosing your audience. It is chapter three in the book, choosing your audience. It's something that we address early on because what I see from speakers, what I see from consultants and coaches, et cetera, is that they want to choose an audience, but the audience they want to choose does not have a budget. Okay. If you've ever been there, just drop me in the chat. If you've ever tried to sell to an audience, that does not have a budget, drop me in the chat or send me a message on the back channel that says me, okay? Because that's the big issue. We know what we want to do. We know our purpose. We know our passion. We know what topics we're an expert on. But who is the audience that can pay us? Who is the audience that can pay us? So if you've ever been there, this is going to be the live video for you. Because I can almost guarantee 
I can almost guarantee that if you are watching this, you have dealt with trying to sell to an audience that does not have money. So what I have done is over my 20,000 plus sales call, millions of dollars of products and services sold, I have figured out some traits, some common traits of audiences that can pay you, of audiences that have money. And I'm going to, <laughs> and I'm going to break that down. I'm going to break that down for you today. So this is one of those, you may want to take notes. You may want to take notes. I will leave this up for some period of time. And then if you like this video at the end, I'll tell you how to get additional coaching from me so that you can really take your business to the next level. Because that's what, I mean, that's what this is all about. It's about growth at this point in my life. I'm not at the point where I can stay stagnant. I am at the point where life is about growth, period. Hard stop. I have no patience for anything else. So that's where I'm at. And I want to make sure that you all get there for those of you who are joining this. All right. Now, the first thing I'm going to do to set the stage is I'm going to read you just, let me see, one, two, three, four, like five sentences from the Speak Your Ready Cash book, which is now available for pre-order that relates to this topic about choosing an audience with money. Because here's the thing, guys. If you have the right product, the right message, the right branding, all directed towards the wrong audience, you will have, you will not be making the money you're supposed to make in your business. And this is a harsh truth. Sometimes it's like my husband said this the other day. He was like, babe, sometimes it's not you. Sometimes it's them. Okay. And, and by that, he means it's not, if you're doing all the right things towards the wrong audience, towards people who can't pay you, towards people who don't have the budgets to pay you. It'll never work, like regardless. It'll never, ever, ever work. So we want to make sure we're not doing that. Here is, I am on page 44. For those of you who've already pre-ordered your book, Speak Your Way to Cash, you're going to want to go to page 44 and it releases to everywhere November 15th, but pre-order is available now. So I'm on page 44 under the section, um, where is the audience who can pay you? Your message, this is what it says. Okay, you with me? Just drop a with me. Your message can help you transform lives, but are those lives going to pay you five or six figures? Unlocking the right audience will direct you towards the organizations, groups, and institutions with the budgets for your services. You might want to teach college students how to have healthy romantic relationships. That's great. There's just one problem. Not many college students have $10,000 or $100,000 for your services. Instead, you may want to pitch your services to colleges that host workshops or events. A large publicly funded state university is more likely to afford your rate than an individual group of college students. One key thing to note is that your audience is not always your buyer. Now, what do I mean by that? That's a bar. Let's just address that right now. Your audience is not always your buyer. If you conflate the two, you're going to be missing out on Monty's, okay? So I need to make this really, really clear to you that your audience, it may be college students. That's like your audience. That's who you want to energize. That's who you want to work with, et cetera. But the buyer isn't going to be a college student. The buyer may be the actual um, student activities director at a university. The buyer is going to be maybe the chancellor or the vice chancellor. So you have to direct your message towards the buyer in order to get in front of the audiences that will pay you to speak. If that makes sense, just drop a make sense in the comments. That's a bar. The audience is not always the buyer. That's a bar, okay? So just so you all know, that's important to note that the audience is not always the buyer. Sound the same, but they're not. And so when you're selling, when you're doing your marketing, when you're doing your messaging, it needs to be towards the buyer, all right? The buyer. Now, what are the three common traits, the three common traits of audiences with money? 
I'm going to give you guys three, okay? And if you all could do me a favor and take notes on these in the chat, if you're watching on Facebook or Instagram, and then also um, if you're in the back channel and a question comes up, please let me know because as always, after all of this, I'm going to do a Q&A exclusively on Clubhouse. So you'll have to meet me on Clubhouse to do a Q&A and come on stage and ask me a question. But one, we're going to do three. If you're ready for these three, just drop ready in the chat or send me a message on Clubhouse in the back channel and say ready. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I know you're ready because you're already listening. All right. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So the first thing they have is audiences that are going to be able to pay you are going to have a few things. Now, the first one, and they're going to have all three of these things. They're going to have all three of these things. Not one, not two. They're going to have all three. First thing the audience is going to have that has the budget to pay you is they're going to have a problem. They're going to have a problem. They're going to have a problem. And this is the first thing. So just someone drop problem in the chat. This is the first thing. And it's the first thing that I'm going to say for this reason. If you don't understand that your goal as a for-profit business is to solve problems, you will always have messaging that doesn't connect. Your job is to understand your buyer's problem and have messaging that doesn't connect. So like for me, we're selling Speak Your Way to Cash Live. A lot of people attending this event fall in two camps. One, they're like, yep, I already know how to speak. I'm already getting paid to speak. I just want to start speaking to corporations. Or two, They're like, I love to speak. I speak already, but I'm not getting paid. I've been on pretty stages that didn't pay me. I've gotten claps from large audiences, but didn't get a check. I am frustrated with not being well paid for my passion. I feel like I'm called to speak, but I don't know how to monetize that calling into cash. I don't know how to sell. I'm not selling. I'm not pitching. And I don't have the confidence to go after these big corporations you talk about, but I do have a belief that I can do it because I'm tired of getting like notebooks, pens, pencils, and gift baskets. I want people to pay me 50, 60, 70 plus thousand dollars for my speaking services. That's who's coming to my event. Their problem is they're not getting paid. Their problem is they don't know how to sell. The problem is they don't know how to pitch or they don't know how to sell and pitch to the audience that they now want to serve. So they know how to do it, but not to the corporate audience. These are problems. If you're a speaker, You have to be a solution speaker, not just someone who can speak and a motivational. I mean, I personally believe once you're once you have an audience, once you have people who are already bought into what you do, you can then go into like, I'm just going to motivate you. You famous, you can motivate. You see what I'm saying? But until you get to that point, you need to be solving a problem because motivation is fleeting. It is. I'm going to just put that out there motivation can be fleeting. Every day you wake up, you're not going to be motivated and neither will your audience. And a 30-minute speech will likely not change that much. It is possible that you can hear a 30-minute speech and it'll change your life. But for the most part, clients are buying solutions. People buy solutions. Write that down. People buy solutions. So what that means is you got to show up looking like the solution, being the solution. You have to have a formula for your success, a formula for what you teach and for what you sell. And this is a general business principle. I own a law firm too. We sell solutions. We sell solutions. We don't sell problems. We sell solutions. We make it easy for our clients to pay us. We make it easy for them to get the results that they need to get. We sell solutions, period. So the first thing that a qualified audience is going to have is a problem. The great thing about that is you bring the solution. The second thing that they're going to have, the second thing that they're going to need to have is an intensity to solve that problem, an intense desire to solve that problem. Now, here's the thing. 
Here's the thing about the intensity of your desires. I meet people every day of the week who are like, okay, I want to sell the corporation. I want to start speaking and get paid. But they don't have an intense desire. It's a desire. You know what I mean? It's like, I can do it. I can not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't really, if someone, if there is no level of urgency affixed to the problem that they're having, it is going to be a longer sales cycle than it needs to be. What does that look like? If you're looking to sell to corporations and you want to help their employees become more motivated and your angle is like, oh, I can make your employees more motivated. And after this speech, they'll probably be more motivated within the next seven years. I mean, that's a long time for them to get results. It's a long time for you to be solving that problem. So really, you want to look for people. You want to look for an audience that has a problem, but two, has an intense desire to solve that problem. It has to be intense because the intensity of your desire moves you towards action. When you get a doctor's note from a doctor and the doctor says you only have six months to live unless you change your eating habits, the intensity of your desire to live at that point is clear, profound, and urgent. So likely, you're you're more likely to change than someone who's like, yeah, I may be healthy, I may not. Like, I don't know, I got time, I'm young, I can still eat this, I can still do this. There needs to be an intense desire. And how do you find people who have an intense desire? Your messaging, your messaging, your messaging identifies people with an intense desire. Like we work with speakers who are like, I'm not getting any more small checks. Like they're like, I, I can't, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> next month, I need to make a change. I have to learn to sell. My legacy depends on it. I got kids. I don't have time to waste. And so the messaging has to be like, if you are never again looking to deal with A, B, and C, within the next 30 days, you want to solve problem A, B, and C. I'm the solutionist for you. I'm the solutionist for you. If you want to learn how to sell over three days, <laughs> you want to change your life in three days because you're tired of looking at that bank account. You don't ever want to look at a bank account with them numbers in it again that you're seeing right now then I'm the solution is for you. You have to let people know. And, and sometimes people, your audience may have a problem and they don't understand the urgency. What do you do? You then have to be the solutionist, the vendor, the person who explains to them why their problem is more urgent than they think. There are a lot of people who right now are feeling like, okay, it's a lot going on. I know I want to grow my business with corporations. I don't know if I can. I'm not sure if it's the right thing for me. I don't know what I should do. I don't know if I should do this. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Like, mm, I'm going to just wait. I'm going to just wait till you do it next year. Here's the urgency in that. I'm not doing it like this next year. Next year, I could very well be on a yacht speaking to Oprah and Harpo Studios as executives. I don't play with my life. So the more you wait and think you have opportunities to work with someone in the future, it's a lie. You very well may not. But you wouldn't know that if I don't tell you that, but I'm telling y'all that. Like the way I see my life progressing, I will not have time to coach and work with people at the level that I'm doing it right now. Not because I don't necessarily want to, but because there is a there is a future with my name on it that won't allow me to because I'm growing. That's just facts. It's not bragging. It's not, it, it is just factual. And guess what? Here's the great thing about it. Every single year, you should grow too. So here's another way that you increase your audience's, the intensity of your audience's desire. You tell them that it's a time-sensitive thing. Like, look, I have the solution for you right now. But if you do not get it within the next seven days, the price goes up. 
Or if you don't get it within the next seven days, what will happen to your students? Or if you don't buy it this year, where will you be next year that's better than where you're at now? See, because I talk to a lot of people and corporations included. And they're like, oh, we're going to wait until next quarter to start with your program. And I ask them this. Okay, I understand that, Joe. Let me ask you this. If I don't come in and bring this program in and transform the lives of your employees, where will you be next quarter? Where, what will change between right now and next quarter? What is guaranteed to change? If you don't work with me, what are you, what are you committed to changing about yourself without my services? What will happen if I never come in? Will you be in a better position then than you are now? And they're like, no, but we really don't have the budget right now. We really don't have, look, 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 this is urgent. And there's no guarantee that we'll have space to work with you in that capacity next quarter. So if the if the if I have properly identified the problem and you have and, and what you can do, and one of the things we're gonna do at Speak Your Way to Cash Live is we're gonna walk you through like how I do my sales call. Because what I typically have people do is recommit to their own solution. Because it is very often if you've done your sales calls right and we give you a sales script at the event, so don't worry about that. Um, and I'm seeing some folks who are registered in the room right now on Clubhouse. So if you if you set up your sales call right, you have done what I call co-created vision with your client, co-created vision with your client. That means you and your client have identified a future that works for them. When you co-create vision with a client or a potential client, that means you and your client have identified and verbalized a future that works for the client. So once you have them, once you have them verbalizing a future that works for them, once you have them doing that, then you want to make sure then at that point that you're like, okay, great. I have verbalized the future that works for you. I know what works for you. Is it true that you still are committed to doing A, B, and C? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And if I understand this right, you really do want your employees to have A, B, and C. Yes, that's right. I absolutely do. Okay, excellent. Well, then this is the solution for you. And what you can do then is offer a downsell, is offer a downsell if you're doing a sales call, if you're doing a sales call. Because here's the thing, it's your job to show them, one, that you have the perfect solution for the problem. And two, that there is a time-sensitive need to solve this issue. You have to identify that. If everything is, if you go back and look at my Instagram page right now, we're doing a countdown on Instagram for the event. It's like 24 days left until all bonuses expire. You know what I'm saying? Like 23 days left until all, like it is time sensitive. Time is of the essence. And the reason you reiterate these principles, the reason why you tell your audience, like you help to clarify their desire, clarify their need. The reason why you do this is because it is, there's always going to be a lot going on. You're not the, the thing that they wake up thinking about, the thing that they go to sleep thinking about likely. And so it's up to you to keep it in front of them as the solution that'll help, especially if you believe in it. Because when you believe in something, I don't care if I, I may not want, I may not want to do a live video every day. I mean, I want to promote every day, but I genuinely believe in what I teach people. So much so that no matter how I feel, I will shout it from the rooftops because it's that good. I've, I've literally seen it change lives, change lives. We had a client last week that was like, yeah, I just landed my $75,000 contract. This is after she already landed a $110,000, $20,000 contract. We have another, we're negotiating two contracts right now. One will turn out to be a residual deal that the client will eat from for life. The other will turn out to be at least a high five figure contract at minimum with the option to renew for additional offers. So what I'm saying 
What I'm saying is that I I know, like on the back end, I see the deals coming through. On the back end, I see clients landing six-figure deals, black women, to be clear. Okay. Let me be real clear about that. Because it's it's high time that it it's black women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I see, I see us doing this day in, day out. Men too, right? But I'm just saying, like the recent wins I've been getting emails and texts about sisters. So <laughs> Not that I only work with sisters, not that I only, but it's great for me to see us doing it on this level. And it all started with a mindset shift. It all started with a mindset shift. Like it's literally going to be next level. I'm excited about this event just from listening to you. Um, a pitch yesterday. I have a meeting set up tomorrow. Yes. Come on with these wins. Come on with these wins. That's so dope. That is so dope. I love that. I love that. But yeah, like that's that's how it is, guys. Like people, I'm telling y'all, this stuff is happening. And let me tell you this too, because this is the first time that I've been practicing law where I have seen humongous corporations approach individuals with substantive offers right off the bat. Like this is a unique time. People need content more than ever. They're looking to get information out. They're looking to transform the way they do business. They realize that it may not come from within their four walls. It literally may not because they're looking for innovation. So all the things you were teased about, all the things that we were historically disenfranchised due to, it is those are now the things that will help us to go into these companies and demand our money and respect. And honestly, they're synonymous. <laughs> like, to be clear, a large corporation that respects you will pay you well. A large corporation that does not respect you will show you in their check, in the checks that they offer you. So yeah, it's time for this. So congrats to you. I'm so glad. I know you're coming to the event, so I'm excited about that. And I'm excited for your meeting. I just, I love hearing that. Look at that. We own this live and we just heard a win. So I love, 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 love that. All right. So three common traits of uh, customers who can pay, an audience that can pay, corporate audiences that can pay, and really consumers too. One, there's a problem. Two, they have an intensity their desire to solve that problem is intense. There has to be some level of intensity in order for them to actually make a move and solve that problem. And then three, they're going to have the budget to pay. They're going to have the budget to pay you. Now, there may be times where a corporate audience will tell you or corporate, you know, a corporate prospect will say, oh, we don't have the budget. Okay. What most people then do is they say, oh, okay, thank you. I'll talk to you next year. You need to explore that answer to that question. You need to explore that. Don't allow them to just say, oh, we don't have the budget. No, 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 no. Let's explore that. What do you mean? Do you mean the budget is, is run out for this quarter? Is it possible that we can sign the contract now and we make our first payment at the beginning of Q1 when budget re-ups? Like, what's up with that? Have they explored collaborating with another department to co-sponsor an event? Because what I find with companies and with colleges, they have buckets of money. It's not just like, there's this one speaker budget. No. HR got a budget, sales has a budget, marketing department has a budget, training and development has a budget, but there's buckets of money. Same with colleges, student activities has a budget, the Women's Resource Center has a budget, like there are various departments within these places that have budgets. So you need to, you need to not allow them telling you, oh, we don't have a budget, no, 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 like all of that, you need to dig into that, dig into that. OK, and then here's the other thing. If you're if you're having various calls with prospects, I, I think a healthy speaking and consulting practice, a healthy one is having three to five meaningful conversations with decision makers per week, three to five meaningful conversations with decision makers per week. You could be having LinkedIn messages. You could be having calls. 
Um, when I'm in the thick of my pitching season, that's what we're doing. Three to five per week. And we can ramp it up. We can ramp it down. But three to five per week, that's healthy. That's healthy. Right now, right now, what we're doing is <laughs> gearing up for this event. Okay. And one thing I've learned, here's the beautiful thing about pitching. When you pitch, um, when I first started pitching in my speaking business, I was like not getting a lot of great conversations with decision makers. Maybe we'd have two really good ones, but the other two people just wanted to talk because they liked my TEDx or something. Like it wasn't always like this. We weren't always like, but now I know like right now, if I were to pitch a hundred corporations, we would close contracts guaranteed. We would be having meaningful conversations. We would close deals because now the branding looks better. The website looks better. Our process is better. The way we pitch is better. We can identify audiences better. And I say that to say in the beginning, you need to be willing to pitch a significant number of people so that you can identify trends in your audiences for your topic. You can't really skip that part. Like I can tell you the most common job titles. I can give you the scripts that we use, but there is no plug in play. You're going to have to adjust it to your tone, to your voice. You're going to have to make your own relationships. You're just going to have to. Now, you probably already have relationships that you can leverage. Alumni from your college, alumni from your high school, alumni from your, or members of your sorority or fraternity. Like there's all these buckets of humans on the planet <laughs> that you have commonality with that you could start to explore as a potential, you know, potential client. But you still need to do it the right way. And yes, you're going to have to be willing to do the work. So I know that's bad news for some people because they're like, oh, mm. and then there's other people who are energized by that, who are like, okay, you've built a seven-figure speaking practice in less than three years. That's inspirational. I can do it too. That's what we're doing over here. So yes, you can do that too. That's feasible. That's not like out of this world. Like you can do that. You can 100% do that with a small team, it, even if like the vast majority of your staff is contractors, which is our situation. So yeah, you can absolutely do that. But one thing that I'll say is that you have to be willing to do the work. That's a fact. So three, they're going to have a budget. They're not going to. And here's the audiences that don't have a budget. If everyone you're talking to is always talking about how they don't have a budget, they don't have any money, they can't pay their rent. That's the, your messaging is going to be off. Quick question. Will you let me coach you for three days? Look, I know that it will be life-changing. I have seen it with my own eyes. So I want you to join me at Speak Your Way to Cash Live 2021, November 4th through the 6th. It's a hybrid event and it's our sixth one, okay? I'm not trying these strategies out on you all. I'll be teaching you what you need to land five and six-figure corporate speaking contracts, grow your speaking business, sell to large and medium-sized corporations as well as colleges, and get the press that you need to start getting some of those inbound inquiries that everyone wants. We'll cover pitching. We'll cover press. We'll cover assembling your proposal and proposal writing. We'll make sure that we also cover how to deliver a rock-solid speech, develop your framework, and guess what, guys? If you've attended in the past, this year is 100% new content, same focus, all right? So I want you to join me there. And if you get a VIP ticket, you can meet me live. We will be live and in person in Chicago, Illinois. And so come on in. We have various safety protocols to keep everyone safe, but it's going to be one of the best investments you make in your life. And our reviews tell us that is a 100% truth. All right. So if you want to come, just go to speakyourwaytocash.com slash event. Speakyourwaytocash.com slash event, because I want to coach you for three days and help you to start speaking your way to cash. Talk to you soon, guys. Let's get back to this episode.
And I'm going to give you guys this example before I do Q&A over on Clubhouse. And I don't, I'm trying to think of how you can find us on Clubhouse. Oh, the Speak Your Way to Cash Lounge. Just search the lounge. We're live in the group. Here's what I will say. There, there, and this may help anyone who feels like the only people that reach out to them don't have a budget. This is what's going to help that. You need to start talking about money in your messaging. You need to start talking about money in your messaging. So to a corporate audience, here's what that'll look like. I am so pleased that we were able to work with Company X on getting their DEI training up to par. It was incredible to hear this testimonial from one of their employees. Shout out to all the companies that invest real money, equity, and time into getting their employees the help that they need to navigate diverse workspaces. We really appreciate your commitment, both financial and otherwise. Because here's what you don't want. You don't want companies reaching out to you saying, oh, we want you to come in and be our DEI consultant, Ashley. Our budget is a dollar. Absolutely not. And I think that the reason why that happens is because what companies don't value, they don't pay for. So it's very possible that when you say that, hey, I'm a DEI consultant, they assume you're going to be cheap. Why? Because a lot of them are cheap. Can we just be honest? You know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of people that do equity work have been tricked into believing that means they should not be highly compensated. And do you know who gets the multi-six and seven-figure equity contracts that I've seen? I've seen so many that have gone to companies led by women that were not women of color. And what do they do? They hire women of color to fulfill the contract, but the person who gets the vast majority of the money is still white. It is a huge issue in the space, a huge issue in the space. And I know some that do really well and they get paid and that's great. But I'm saying the vast majority. How do I know this? Because if you look at the if you look at the the financial situation of most businesses run by my racial minorities, it's not good. In fact, it's very bad. <laughs> OK, it's very bad. And I can tell you this. I work with several consultants in that space that maybe have started by doing workshops for under $5,000. And I think $5,000 is incredibly low and ridiculous. So yeah, it's an issue. So shout out to equity consultants that are like, not only am I going to go into this company and help them transform the way that they handle race issues, but I'm going to force this company and demand that they pay me an equitable rate. Why is that so important for you, DEI consultants? And leader, here's why it's critical for you. Share this with a DEI consultant. It is critical for you because if you can't tell a company that they have to pay you to do work, then how will you demand that they treat their employees better? You wouldn't even stand up for yourself. Sorry, that gets me hyped every time I think about it. Literally just like, oh, makes me so mad. Let me tell y'all something. For-profit companies, their aim is to make profit. If they can save money, they're going to save money. When it comes to the work that you do though, the work that you do is so transformative, it's so valuable, it's so incredibly helpful, especially when you are a wellness professional, an equity consultant, someone who helps people with increasing the capacity of leadership in these organizations. The immense value that you bring to these organizations has to be paid for. Otherwise, it will not be respected. Okay. Can we just say that? Because I'm so tired of equity consultants not getting paid well. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's literally ironic and a slap in the face. Like people were asking people to come and speak for Juneteenth for free. No one sees the irony in asking someone who does equity work to do free labor. <laughs> Please. I will say no in a minute to a corporation that disrespects my time by failing to pay. It's a fact. It's what I do. I say no to them. Bye. Good luck. And you know what's sad? They will find someone else.
And I'm okay with that. And I can only pray that the next person they find comes to their senses, has a come to Jesus moment and realizes that these multi-billion dollar corporations can write you a check. Come on now, somebody. Like, I, I really hate people getting taken advantage of in that way. Neither here nor there. The three common traits of an audience that can pay you, one, they have a problem. Two, they have an intense desire to solve that problem. It's time sensitive. And three, they have a budget, meaning they are... They have the capacity to pay. They have the capacity to pay. you. It is your job to get in there and figure out where that budget is going to come from and, and how they're going to how they're going to effectuate that. Don't let them off the hook if they're like, oh, you know, we don't have the budget right now. Like do some due diligence into how their their money is set up. That's really important. But they should have a budget. They should have a budget. Now, here's the here's the mindset shift you're going to have to make. Here's the mindset shift you're going to have to make. You have to believe that there are organizations out there that can pay you. If you don't believe that, you will consistently sell to people who can't because it's easier. Huh, let's talk about this for one minute. Just one minute. There is this like, let, let, me, let me come close. There's this notion out there. There's this notion out there that like, oh, they can't afford it. Mm, let me let me help them. Let me let me do this. Or maybe I should just lower it all the way. Or maybe I should. Do There's this thing inside of us that's bad for business. Let me tell you who it is. Let me tell you who it is that is literally inside of you that's crushing your profitability. His name is Mr. Doubt. <laughs> that's his name, Mr. Doubt. And what Mr. Doubt does is he knocks on your door every time you identify a prosperous opportunity for your business, and he sows seeds of doubt in your mind. And he does it subtly. He does it by asking you to call your friend for advice. Your friend who doesn't own a business and hasn't been successful at many things, like, but you call your friend, like those things, like, you know, they're going to talk you out of this decision. You know, they're going to sow discord into your life. If you don't have supportive parents, why would you talk to your parents about your business? If you don't have a supportive spouse, shh, let them see it when it manifests. Because let me tell you the truth. I have a husband who now works in my business who at the very beginning of my business did not even think that, like the beginning of my business, my husband told me this. He was like, look, I'm not gonna sow seeds of doubt into your business. What I'm gonna tell you is this. You have six months to sustainability, a year to profitability. His belief was not as strong as my belief in my business. But let me tell you why. It wasn't as strong because until that point, what my husband had seen from me is that I would start at a job, I'd be there a couple of years and I would leave. I would start a business, I would do it for a year or so and I would start a new business. I would do something else, I would change, I would shift, I would grow. He had not seen consistency as it relates to entrepreneurship for me. What he'd seen was if I start the business and it doesn't make enough money within a year, I'm doing something else. Mobile General Counsel and Speak Your Way to Cash are not my first businesses, but they are my first successful businesses. There's a difference. So sometimes your spouse, your partner, your friends, your parents cannot give you the belief you need them to give you because they have not seen consistent success from you. They haven't seen it. So what Mr. Doubt does he lives, he lives in us. Okay. Like Mr. Doubt is there. He will, but he can be checked. Let's be clear. What Mr. Doubt will do is Mr. Doubt will say, mm, I don't know. You want to go to a conference about landing a six figure contract. You ain't even been paid a thousand dollars. That's Mr. Doubt. Tell him to shut up. Tell him to shut up. That's Mr. Doubt. That's what happens. That's what happens. There is something on the inside of you that when you hear about 
someone landing a $200,000 contract. At first, you're happy for them, but then your next thought is, ooh, but I could never do that. Or your language, your marketing language has been so bad for so long that you keep attracting cheap clients. So now, because of a small segment of a marketplace that you've encountered, you make proclamations about the entire marketplace. Don't none of them got money. Colleges are broke. Corporations ain't paying for this. When in reality, you've only talked to two out of two million. I mean, come on. We know what Mr. Doubt does. And you know what else Mr. Doubt does? Let's talk about what else Mr. Doubt does. Mr. Doubt does this other thing that's so trick, so sneaky, so salacious. What Mr. Doubt does is this. <laughs> Mr. Doubt will start to tell you things about your business that are false as though they are factual. You can't do that. That's false. You can do that. You can land large contracts. You absolutely can sell a $50,000 package to a, a college. You absolutely can get a contract with the school district for $700,000. You absolutely can. You absolutely can have contracts with the state. You absolutely can. But because of your limited information and your limited experiences, Mr. Doubt will literally take a magnifying glass to your limited negative experiences and allow you to make proclamations over your business that do not serve you. That's what Mr. Doubt what that's what Mr. Doubt does. And I want you to proclaim because here's the other thing. Mr. Doubt will stop you from taking action because you believe, oh, even if I did come to the event, I mean, I wouldn't be able to implement. I'm a bad implementer. I always go to these events and I don't implement nothing. I need to focus on what I got. Well, guess what? Guess what? <laughs> it takes only a decision to change your life. Let me tell you guys this before I do my Q&A on Clubhouse. Let me tell you all this because this has been on my heart lately. There are some of you who are searching for your purpose with like a magnifying glass. You're like, hmm, where's my purpose? Is it under here? Is it under there? Is it under here? Where's my purpose? I'm looking everywhere for my purpose. I'm joining programs and following people to find my purpose. You're searching for your purpose. I'm about to free you with, with this sentence, this next sentence. <laughs> some people believe they need to like find out who they are and they need to find their purpose. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Let me tell you what I have now come to believe in, in living this life. This is what I have now come to believe. I have come to believe this about purpose, that you don't need to find your purpose or find who you are. You need to decide who you are. Come in close when I say this. You need to decide who you are today because you've been searching and that ain't working for you. So you need to try something different. And here's the different you're going to do. You're going to decide who you are. And what that looks like is this. I am a multi seven figure speaker, period. I have a global speaking practice that will dominate industries and transform generations. I am a wife with a phenomenal marriage. I am an exceptional mother that does not allow the demands of work to warp the time I have with my child. I am excellent at what I do. I'm a transformative coach. Every single client connected to me grows in confidence and cash flow. It is what it is. I have decided that that's who I am. I am no longer searching for what this world says I am. I'm no longer searching for this thing. Like some people, I'm not searching for a role. You know, the heavens open up and the angels come down and God tells me exactly. Look, the word of God is true and definite. It has told me who I am. It is time for me to decide. Let me just say that. So y'all can stop searching, decide. And after you decide who you are, then what you do is you go and get the information to be who you've decided you are. Step one, decide. Step two, go get the information you need to be who you've decided you are, period. 
it, I get cringy when people are like, well, I know who I am and y'all just don't know who you are. And that's why you down there, you peasants, because you haven't had this come to Jesus moment like I've had. No, you have power in your hands to decide who you are. You are wasting time looking for who you are. Decide. I'm just going, can we just, because here's the thing, people go their entire lives being depressed, broken, and, and feeling like they don't have the answers for tomorrow because they're searching for who they are, waiting for a, a moment in time where it's all clear. Decide who you are. Stop searching. Decide. I'm tired of it. And there's a whole movement. I, you know, I don't dislike the women's empowerment movement, but that it's only when I go to events geared towards women where all the power is taken out of the language. Let me tell you what's not going to happen at Speak Your Way to Cash Live. We do not use language that will disempower you. We don't do that. My event is open to men and women. I coach men and women. And one of the reasons why I'm able to coach men is because I don't use disempowering language. I'm not going to tell you, you better go search for who you are. Hope you find it one day. I found it. Hope you find it one day. No, you're going to decide. The power is in your hands to change your own life. There is an industry <laughs> that makes a ton of money from you searching because you're going to buy all the things because you're searching. I want you to decide. I am of the mind that we have power and authority, period. And I am of the mind that it is my goal as someone who empowers people to take action to allow, to help you to see the world differently, see the world as a place that you can dominate. The only way that you can dominate is if you have the power of decision. And I believe it's scriptural. God allows us to decide. <laughs> Make a determination. Decide. One, decide. Two, go get the information that will help you to be who you are. So y'all can stop searching. You can put your magnifying glass away. Okay. You can stop reading all the books on purpose. I mean, if you want to go ahead, but like you can decide, you can decide. And then guess what else can happen? This is going to blow your mind. You can change. You can change. Because another thing that keeps us held up, and I'm talking to the women specifically right now, is like, what if I make the wrong choice? There's a lot of that that comes in our head. Oh my God, what if I make the wrong choice? Oh my God, what if I what if I go down this path of securing corporate clients and I don't land any? What if I go to this event and then I don't like it? Or what if I do this? Or what if I do that? Let me tell you something else about powerful people. Powerful people like you, because you are a powerful person, you watching this, you listening to this, you may feel a little something inside you that's like, this is a little scary, Ashley. I ain't never thought about it like this, but you're a powerful person, so you're gonna keep listening. Let me tell you something about something about us powerful people. This is what powerful people like us do. This is what we do. We sometimes make bad decisions, but we always have the ability to recover. There is not a decision you can make that you can't recover from. So stop with the analysis paralysis. It is costing you money and time. Can we just be honest? I wasn't even going to go here today, but I feel like somebody needs this right now. Can we just be honest about that? There's not a decision you can make that you can't recover from. Why? Because you're powerful. And I know that society hasn't told you you're powerful. I know that when you look at TV, you don't feel powerful. Or maybe you're a woman and you're looking at all these like bodies by doctor whomever and you don't feel powerful or whatever. It's all a lie. You are powerful. Why are you powerful? Because you have decided that you are so. You see how simple that is? decide. And then you go get information at events like Speak Your Way to Cash Live, where we don't talk down to you, where we don't talk to you like you're slow or like you need all this extra help, where we're going to talk to you on a high level because you have the ability to understand on a high level. That's the rooms you put yourself in because they challenge you. And powerful people aren't afraid of being challenged. That's weak stuff right there.
They're not afraid of being challenged. You're not afraid of being challenged. You may feel like it because here's the thing. People don't like getting feedback. People don't like putting themselves out there, not because they don't know their stuff, but because they don't like to be challenged. It's we're in a society where like everything goes, you know, no one can challenge anything. No one can talk about anything. Don't judge. Do this. No, 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 no. The reason why I'm excellent at what I do is because I have withstood inspection because people have challenged it, because people have asked me questions, because I've had to negotiate these contracts against humongous law firms and won. I've been challenged. I've gone to federal court in a jury before a jury of my peers and had to advocate on behalf of a client and won. The judge was not a state judge that gets elected. He was appointed by the president, President Obama, I believe, and won. I've been challenged. You can be challenged. You have the, you have the power to withstand inspection. So you don't have a reason to be afraid. You don't have a reason to be afraid. You don't. You really don't. And whenever Mr. Doubt starts creeping up, now that you know he got a name, you can tell him to go back to where he came from. I don't allow doubt to rule my life. My emotions don't rule me. People who say they have a problem with consistency, they're like, oh, I have a problem with consistency. How do you pitch so much? How do you keep showing up? You keep showing up. You keep selling. Man, like you got a baby and you keep doing this. You keep doing this. The reason I can be consistent is because I am not a slave to my emotions. That's the reason. That's the reason I can be consistent because I'm not a slave to my emotions and neither are you. Why? Because you're powerful. Because you're powerful. And you've determined you won't be. An affirmation I say to myself all the time, I am not a slave to my emotions. I feel them. Sometimes they inform decisions, but sometimes they don't because feelings can deceive you. So it depends. I am not a slave to my emotions. And so it allows me to be consistent. It allows me to keep showing up even when I don't want to. Why? Because I'm powerful. Some of you have to believe that you're powerful. You have to believe that you're powerful. Stop looking for your purpose. I'm telling you. I mean, I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's, it's not the norm. People don't tell you this. They're like, please search for your emotions. Come to my women's empowerment event. Woohoo! No, stop searching. Decide. Go get the information you need. And if you make the wrong decision, guess what? You're strong enough. You're powerful enough to recover. Not a popular message but it's been true in my life. And it was so freeing that my creativity was allowed to flow. Once I came to this realization, I didn't have to keep looking for things and, and seeking validation and hoping people approved. I decided. And because I've decided in my life, it is so, period. That's the God in me. I know so many people that believe in God, that believe in the power of God, but don't believe that they have any power themselves. It makes no sense to me, like literally zero. So you believe in an almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God who created heavens and the earth, and you don't believe you can create anything? Strange to me. It's strange to me. So what I personally believe is that everyone listening to this is powerful. You can 100% decide who you are and get the information to become it. And if this was good to you, if you're like, all right, she talking my language, I need to pray bigger. I need to play bigger. I need to go further. I want to dominate. I want to do more. I want to create a legacy that is visible. Okay. A lot of people talk about legacy. I want to create a legacy that is visible. I want to build a company that can last forever. The way that you deal that as a service provider, <laughs> the way that you do that as a service provider is by having clients that will be around for the next one to 200 years. They are called institutional clients. That's how, that's how we talk about them. They're institutional clients. They're companies like Chase Bank, 
U.S. Bank. They're the big banks, the big accounting firms. They're the big consumer packaged goods companies. You can land these types of clients and they'll be around forever, which means they can be your client forever. We think of it as transactional. Oh, let me get this one contract. No, 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 no. For every single client of mine that has landed a five or six figure contract, all of them have the opportunity to land an additional one from the exact same company the following year. How powerful is that? We're talking about a $100,000 contract, but that's just year one. Year two, they could increase in services. Year three, they could go even higher. These are multi-million dollar contracts over time. Why? Because the clients are so large that their revenues can support awarding you those types of contracts. If you're someone who's interested in that, you need to be at Speaker Ready Cash Live. You thought this was something, please. <laughs> I just went to see the venue and everything today. Like we're showing out all the way. With six feet, so you can do whatever you need to do. You need to get up and like, woo, run around, whatever you need to do. You're going to have space to do it, okay? If you want to come in person, get a VIP ticket at speakerreadycash.com slash event. If you want to come virtually, then you are more than welcome to do so. We have a professional video crew that I was with today who will be making sure it is streamed in pristine fashion virtually as well. So that's an option too. But we still have a few VIP tickets for you to come in person. So I want you all to do that now. I'm going to do a Q&A over on Clubhouse, okay? So all my powerful people who are listening to this, go on Clubhouse and join me. What you can do to join the Q&A is just search for the Speak Your Way to Cash Lounge on Clubhouse. We're live in there right now. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, everyone in here is in the uh, Speak Your Way to Cash uh, group. Okay, so now the room is open to everyone on Clubhouse. You all can join us over there for a Q&A. But if you take nothing else from this, you don't have to find your purpose. You can decide who you are. Get the information to become it and you are powerful. Why? Because you've determined you are, period, end of story. And if anyone tells you different, then they can come see me, okay? Because that's just what it is over here. That's what I believe. That's what I wanted to give to you. And if it was freeing or helpful at all, please send me a message and I will for sure keep this video up. All right, guys. All right, wasn't that interview amazing? If you're anything like me, you have pages full of notes. But here's the thing. Before you head out, I want you to go to facebook.com and Join the Speak Your Way to Cash Facebook group. That is where I am. That's where a ton of other speakers are, a ton of other people who listen to the show. All We all congregate there and chat. And it's 100% free. Now, if you're ready to take your speaking career to the next level, I have two ways for you to do that. One, you can go to ashleynicolekirkwood.com slash SYWTC live replay and pick up the live replay. That training is seven modules, chock full of information. It's crazy. Go over there, read all about it. Or if you want a more personal experience, you're already, you already know that you want to be a speaker. You're ready to fully commit and you want someone to walk you through it and save you tons of time Googling and doing it on your own. Then book a VIP day with me. You can go to AshleyNicoleKirkwood.com, scroll down until you see the VIP day section and get more information on that there. All right. Thank you guys again for watching. Please do not forget to leave us a review. That is how we keep this train rolling and get some of the best speakers in the world to get on this show. So please, please, please leave a review. Shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram and Facebook in the Speaker Way to Cash group, Instagram at, at the Ashley Nicole Show. And I'd be more than happy to chat with you and say hi. All right, y'all have an awesome, awesome day.